everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 8th, and we are on Genesis 24 as we venture deeper into the Old Testament, as I made sure I got that right this week. Uh, we've gone through the New Testament so many times now on here that it just is old hat to just say New Testament again. But we are in the Old Testament making our way across. We are on Genesis 24 today. We thank you for those who are joining us, and we also thank you for those who are joining us as a church on our venture through a chapter a day. We really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys sticking with that and um, growing together and wanting to join in on these conversations. Um, so today I am joined by Pastor Daniel Yelverton, Hello. as always. The two of us are kind of the with the co-anchors of the show, I guess. I think so. Yeah, um, I know. Are you like Ron Burgundy? <laughs> what? I, I was just the co-anchors of the show. Like, you're oh, Ron Burgundy. I thought maybe. you said, do you like Ron Burgundy? <laughs> no, I was no, like, no, no. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Dog named Baxter. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm in a box full of emotions. It's true. That's why, you're, um, that's why you're so far away. It is. I can't be near you guys. <laughs> um, and then we are also joined by... Uh, Daniel's wife, Lainey Yelverton. Hello. Also a member of our worship team. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who is a leader on our worship team and always sets a great example when she leads. We're very happy to have her as a member of the team and a member of this family. Um, so thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's an honor. Uh, so guys, um, yeah, so we're in Genesis 24. I know that we talked about it a little bit before we started today, but it's a little bit kind of a recap of what we just got through before this. So, Daniel, do you want to do any kind of a setup for us before we get into the scripture for today? Yeah, sure. Um, so we, uh, let's see. So a- Abram has been like the main character that we've kind of tracked since Genesis 12. And so we've really been kind of exploring his story, seeing his kind of up and down in faith. And and now we, uh, Abram has a son, Isaac, and now uh, Sarah, um, Abraham's wife, has passed. And we're kind of in this it's, a, it's an interesting kind of chapter because there's a lot of transition going on. A lot of, I think it's like a, it's, I use high stakes maybe not as the right word, but it's a, there's some sort of sense of urgency in this chapter, right? Mm-hmm. That like something is, there's something wrong that's on like the precipice that, that I, and I think that there has to do with Isaac and his mourning uh, of his mother and how that's affected him. And so, uh, and so we kind of, we're fast forwarding a little bit until like, cause when Abram's tested and, and to sacrifice Isaac, and now Isaac's definitely more of an adult, a, a man, because because uh, Sarah they had he's at least thirty seven years old because Sarah Isaac was born to Sarah when uh, when she was ninety, and so mm-hmm. she dies at one hundred twenty seven. So he's an adult. So we've skipped a, a a big portion of probably Isaac's life, and so we're jumping in right now into adulthood, and then but the but there's this. Uh, kind of God's faithfulness is still being woven through the Abraham's family. That, uh, and you'll see this. You'll see this in the later chapters that Isaac has a pretty dysfunctional family, uh, and then even his son Jacob has a pretty dysfunctional family. And so there's there's a lot of family issues that go on, but God is still faithful in the process. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of like a amen. Uh, a very yeah, I <laughs> yeah. know. Seriously, it, it gives us a lot of hope. Uh, uh, because I know that we, you know, whenever we have family challenges or family issues, that God is is still faithful, you know, in, in the midst of all of that. So that's kind of like dropping where we are. So Isaac, uh, Abraham are, has been tested. Sarah has passed away way later on than, than we think that when that is. And then now we're in this kind of transition period where Isaac is in mourning and there's a, it's, it's Abram is getting old and like there's this kind of, it could go one way or the other. Like, you know, it could go bad where Isaac could just kind of, you know, marry a, a local Canaanite woman and then like it, it kind of dilutes everything that God is doing. And so that's why there's yeah. a little bit of high stakes here, which is, uh, I guess, the best way for me to describe it. Yeah. That's good. Cool. All right. Thank you, Daniel. So uh, we have uh, heads up to you. Um, I believe that I may have mentioned it already, but we do have a really long chapter that we're on today. It's about uh, 11 minutes, 40 seconds, I think is what it is within the Dwell app. So um, we're going to go ahead and get into that. I just wanted to let you know, if you're listening to this audio podcast, that it does go on for a while if you weren't expecting that today. It's uh, usually we have three to five minute chapters that we get into, and this one's quite a bit longer than that. So just know that that's coming your way. But this is Genesis 24 from the Dwell app, and we'll be back in just a minute. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, 
the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had. Put your hand under my thigh, that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water. And she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing a half shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of both straw and fodder, and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord, and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsman. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and heard the words of Rebekah his sister, thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man. And behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man came to the house and unharnessed the camels and gave straw and fodder to the camels. And there was water to wash his feet 
and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have said what I have to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house, and to my clan, and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from my clan and from my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath when you come to my clan. And if they will not give hurt to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way that I go, behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink. And who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels drink also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and of gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. When they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that, she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young women arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahiroi and was dwelling in the Negeb. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, 
she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant who is that man walking in the field to meet us the servant said it is my master so she took her veil and covered herself and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death okay and we are back uh, from Genesis 24 from the dwell app uh, obviously a lot of stuff in there very long <laughs> chapter um, so it, I mean it's kind of like the love story kind of of how they got together Rebecca and Isaac's yeah. story yeah yeah so kind of cool um, <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's really interesting though I mean like uh, I was kind of joking with Lainey um, because like we have a story like we have a story on how we met and how yeah. we got how uh, you know every there was a beginning of that and then like how our story kind of unfolded um, but I just think it's it's really like just know that this is not like if you're single this is not like your recipe to find like a spouse right don't like i was joking with brand i was like don't like walk your dog and then like if you see somebody with a water bottle I'll be like lord if they give me some water <laughs> and then if they feed if they water my dog then this is going to be <laughs> my spouse you know um, I just so, love the fact that that's such a common term, apparently, watering my dog. I yeah. There's a lot of other it, ways you could have gone about that joke. Babe. Yeah. You know, so that, I guess that's a good point. But um, but yeah, so I think that that's really, but I, I did say earlier that there's like this sense of urgency. Like you see at the very beginning of the chapter, uh, Abram, Abraham is bringing his servant and he's like being very specific. He's like, no, these are things that Isaac can't do. Like Isaac can't marry one of these local women because um, that's just going to, that's that there's going to be that and you see this later on that when um when there's an intermarriage of like the local people that don't worship god to the people that do worship god there's always going to be this conflict and this pull and this kind of the i kind of symbol think of it as it's easier to pull f- somebody down off of a chair than to pull somebody up sometimes you know mm-hmm. and so it's easy for for them to kind of get pulled away from uh, from the Lord. And so, mm-hmm. but he's also not supposed to go back home. Like he needs to stay in the land that God has promised. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a lot of specific stuff. And, and also like, can we talk about the whole, like how we ratify these agreements? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I think I'm going to start Brad, doing it. You guys have been dying to say this. I, know. <laughs> I mean, like I'm Brad, bringing it back. I, I'm no, please don't like, <laughs> don't be like, all right, you know, make sure we will come into this agreement and we'll just kind of you know, put the hand under the thigh. And, uh, and I just feeling. imagine like an old man with like short shorts on and you're putting your like hand under a sweaty thigh on like a wooden chair. It's just, it sounds pleasant. It's so gross. <laughs> the, yeah. For clarification, for I'm those. so glad we hands- like, like handshakes are now agreements, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. have to do the whole like still pressing the flesh, just <laughs> less, uh, pressing the flesh. less, less thighs, Literally, more yeah. hands, right? So. <laughs> That's, oh, that's great. Oh, uh, Lord. We just lost like five viewers. I think we gained a couple I think viewers. We did gain some. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Like, this is awesome. Um, so Abraham. Pressing yeah. the flesh, what? That's, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. are they talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's not circumcision this week. Yeah, it isn't. It's thigh touching. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Old Testament. But Abraham is very specific. Like, <clears throat> you can tell that he honors everything the Lord has done. It says the very beginning that the Lord has blessed him in every way. And so Abraham, his servant's kind of coming along and he's giving, you know, his servant these instructions, which honestly is pretty like, um, if I were Abraham, I would probably be kind of controlling and like be the one, like I'm going to be the one to go. Mm -hmm. But you could tell he just really trusted his servant, trust the Lord, Mm -hmm. even a step further to give that, hand that off to somebody else. Yeah. Um, And so when he sends, you know, he's got all of these very specific rules uh, following the making sure that he's honoring and following exactly what the Lord wants, which I just thought was really amazing because the servant's like, well, why not this? Or why not that? Or what do you want me to do in this situation? It was just very specific. So then when the servant went off and did all, you know, follow this, he knew exactly. And even later on, I mean, it talks about like, I don't know exactly where, but the servant's kind of like, Lord, if this is of you, like be very specific in the way that you respond to me. Like mm. make sure she's doing this and carrying the jug and feeds me water, or whatever. And then Rebecca goes on and like, you can tell, I know I'm kind of jumping to Rebecca here, but the thing reading about her, I loved her kindness in it. It was like twofold. I think the Lord was kind of like 
showing the servant he went above and beyond because not only did she feed the servant or, or give the servant water she also was like well let me like let me take care of your camels like let me go ahead and you know water your camels and all this stuff and I just loved it was like above and beyond that was even expected yeah. um and and obviously she didn't know what was going on but just her right. heart behind it was like let me let me do this for you and and take care of you and I I don't know I, I'm not sure if that's making sense but I just love how the, the servant was like Lord make like prove to me that this is the right girl and and he just answers that above and beyond through mm. Rebecca's heart and I just thought that that was really cool yeah. when I was reading that yeah I, I think I think you make a great point that there's a like Rebecca is for one has such a servant's attitude. Like she's not mm. being manipulated into this kind of attitude. Like she's just naturally doing this. Yeah. Uh, but also that the servant is very specific in his prayers. I think that I find myself often praying more with like general tech, like, like overall, like, Oh, just work God in my life and make mm. my day good. And, <laughs> you know, like using like really general kind mm. of prayers. And I think that there's something to, there's something about doing the specific prayers. And like I said, this isn't the formula to find your spouse, but I think the the principle behind like asking God specifically for what we need and asking God to work in our situation specifically, I think is, is, is really amazing because you see God intervening, you see God working in, in that way. And I, I think what it does is it really builds up the faith of the person that's, that's praying. Like when you're praying specifically for certain needs and then it, uh, God comes through, like your faith grows. If you just say, Lord, make my day good. Like it may be good. It may not be good. Like there may be some things that happen that go okay, but I don't know if it's like going to be that, like increasing your faith or, but if it's like, uh, father, I know that I'm having a meeting with this person. And I know that it doesn't really work well when we get together. Can you please like bring like peace between us? And when mm-hmm. something like that that happens, like you're like, man, like God answered my prayer, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, I, and I so I think that there is uh, a real like a principle here in praying more specifically about the things right. that you need and the things that you have kind of going on. Uh, yeah, you in know, detail. Yeah. 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 I think a big part of it too is also in that prayer being open to the leading of the Spirit in the time that you're actually doing the action that you prayed about happening and just being open to going wherever he leads you and and not expecting it to look exactly like you want it to look. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, we had a circumstance, we had a team meeting uh, last week on Wednesday night uh, and uh, I prayed going into that meeting. Like there was something that I wanted to kind of unveil to the team and talk to them about and have them go into. And um, I prayed about that because I was nervous about it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, how it's Mm going to work. So I, I prayed specifically on what I was looking for but then in the moment I could just tell okay this isn't going to be it's not going to look how I wanted it to look yeah but that's okay Mm -hmm. and then we went into it as a team and I think it ended up being better and more uh everybody was more open to it and accepting of it because it became something that we all embraced together yeah and then we're all working on and trying to figure out together instead of me just saying this is what we need to do go do it right I prayed this specific and this is how he's going to answer it specifically yeah Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes I think he does like It just I just picture him kind of smiling, being like, "Yep, I can do those detailed prayers." And then there's other times where he's like, "I want you to go a little further in your faith. Like, yeah. I, I need you to trust me. We're gonna ebb and flow a little bit. You're gonna have to trust the Holy Spirit. We're gonna. Um, this season has very much been for me learning how to pray, and I, I'm so thankful that the Lord is so patient because honestly, I've had to learn how. To, I mean, I pray in like release to him the most like detailed silly (laughs) silly stupid things but if I keep them inside I'm learning that it it makes me feel anxious and I start carrying the burden of this very something that's very small that I need him in the detail of Mm -hmm. and it's been a good practice like for me to pray um for uh, in this season of of having Lyme disease and, and recovering from that having a physical weakness has required me to literally lean on the Lord to help me with so many things that like, I think a lot of people normally can just do, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's been great though, to like learn how to pray, knowing coming up these small things in my day that are small, but for me can be like a mountain to climb. Um, Just praying, knowing it's coming, praying for him to help me in that. And so, it's a good practice. It's really good to just 
be able to learn how to talk to him as our, excuse me, as our <laughs> friend. I know I hit that little spring thing. Um, <laughs> it was like a dun dun dun. That was a cool sound effect. <laughs> the gong. I just, I, I love how he can, he can be so in the details mm, of, yeah. of our lives. They're not too little for him. They're not too big for him. They're not too small. And, um, and yet, I was just watching a video by Louis Giglio last night. It's called "How How Big Like How Great Is Our God," and um, he was giving all these scientific reasons, like in comparisons to God's like size, like physical size, like how big he is. Um, and when you think about like how big God is, and seriously, YouTube it, it's phenomenal. It also kind of helps you to raise out of those small details at the mm. same time mm-hmm. um, because you realize like your per- your perspective starts to shift. Um, not that you can't like pray in detail or the small things, but it's interesting how he'll kind of like allow those things out to seem so important to you. So, yeah. but that's between you and him. <coughs> it good. looks different for everybody. Yeah. Can you know, I, real quick before I, I know you want to get into something there. I just wanted to point out Ashley Cherry Holmes. Um, yeah. When we're talking about prayer, she said, yes, uh, uh, little Parker Lakes prays for his daddy. Um, did you guys see the update on what he has going on? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. just I want to give props to God for oh for gosh. Um, what he's done, but I want to give props to our um, our church family as well for the way that everybody's pulled together and prayed. Yeah. Um, so many people have signed up and done daily prayer at a certain time for Brad for months now, mm-hmm. and um, to let you guys know what's going on, um, Brad has has um, had skin cancer that he's struggled with. Yeah. Uh, got into his lymph nodes and he was having a lot of trouble with that. And um, it seemed pretty severe, and um, he was going to be entered into a uh, a treatment thing, like a, a trial kind of thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, from the time that they kind of found out about it to the time that they were going to have the trial start, we had all been praying, and um, his tumors, or not tumors, but his lymph nodes had actually, where they were swollen, they had shrunk enough to where they wouldn't even accept him into the trial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that's a scary time because you're like, okay, now as he's not in the trial, right. what if it really becomes aggressive and takes off? So we've all continued to pray. Um, and, and, um, his wife, Linda has kept us all updated on Facebook and things, um, about how Parker is praying for poor his dad. And that's what Ashley was referring to. But just the other day, um, they had a checkup and they posted that, uh, that they went in and he's not been a part of any kind of treatment. They haven't been eating special foods, taking medications, anything like that since he was denied or not. I don't want to say denied cause that sounds bad, he but just, since yeah, he yeah, wasn't yeah. able he to be wasn't yeah. in the trial yeah. to now they just got a checkup the other day and it's completely gone. Like yeah. his, lymph nodes, his lymph nodes are oh, completely back man. to normal. It's not in his system. And on top of that, <laughs> it's like God was like, here, I'm going to give you a little extra boost. Um, he, he uh, now has um, something called vitiligo. Um, which is like a skin pigmentation thing, okay. but come to find out that actually attacks cancer yeah. and fights cancer off. So it's, it's a like superpower. Yeah. Parker yeah. called, Parker it's called so it a superpower. Rare. It's like yeah. so, so rare to have. And yeah. he got it, and it's like a natural way to fight off his cancer. Yeah, it's amazing. Just, it's yeah. so cool. Like God is so good, it's and so he was cool. so faithful, and I just want to give props to um, to our, our family within Elevation Community Church for praying yeah. and for being so obedient and for mm-hmm. being so persistent and mm-hmm. for praying for those details yeah. for that to happen. So um, just awesome. Yeah, that I, and I think that, like, I, I love that story because that, that does almost just like you see with this servant, it increases our faith, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, like, we, we're, we're in the midst of a miracle right now that, you know, God has given us the opportunity to participate mm-hmm. in. And, and I think that what's really great is that, uh, and Jim, uh, Jim Bailey put a comment on here, which I think is really good, is that focused mm. prayer helps eliminate distraction and makes more intimate conversation with the Father. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I really love that yeah. because you're right. It, like when we, uh, when I'm honing in on a specific topic that I'm thinking about or I'm really wrestling with, like it does, it pushes away for me the distractions, but then like it does, it draws me kind of in like in the presence of my father. Like I, I compare it a little bit to like my son Judah, like when, when Judah needs something very specifically, I get drawn into that and I get focused yeah. into what he needs and what specifically he has going on. If it's very general, like if he's just crying about something, but he's not telling me what he needs or what's specific, then I'm kind of stuck in this guessing game and, and God knows our he thoughts. Knows our so and he knows what yeah. he need, what we need. Yeah. And so we're, we're limited in that because we're not God, but I can kind of see where, but when he's very specific, then I can very much like focus in on what he has going on, what he needs and what is like impacting his situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but but yeah i mean like mm-hmm. the story for uh, brad it's 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 awesome and like and and it is it is such a, a testimony to to uh like uh, earlier on um and i think this was a this was this past week we were in uh genesis uh, i think it's in genesis 18 where Abraham Abraham gets the opportunity to intercede on behalf of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. and and there's this conversation that God has with Abraham. Abraham, it's almost like he kind of has an internal dialogue where he says, "Do you think should I reveal this to Abraham? Like what we're doing here, what we're about to do?" And um, and so God like reveals to Abraham what he's doing and what what he's coming here for, and that gives Abraham the opportunity to to, to participate. To, to intercede on behalf. And so, and I think that God will give us this opportunity within our community, but also as he speaks to us either through scripture, uh, he'll invite us into what he's doing, right? But then he gives us the opportunity to like participate on behalf of what's going on. So, you know, we could have just sat idly while we heard the news that Brad Lakes had skin cancer, but we were like, no, we need to, we need to all join together and pray about this. And so yeah. that opportunity to kind of participate in yeah. the kingdom of God was there. And so uh, I think that that's a testimony to the power, not only the power of prayer, but also that how God uses our prayers. And, 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 yeah. and it's like a it's like a partnership when yeah. it comes to the power of God and, 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 you know, the prayers that we give to God in intercession, whether it's for our own lives or for the people around us. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've heard, I have a theory, and this is obviously outside of the, the scripture for today, but, so I have a theory. You've heard people say, like, people who aren't Christian, that I'm sending good vibes your way, right? Yeah, well, positive. F- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel like without knowing it, they're actually praying and being positive. They might not have a, con- a, a conversation with God. They might not know God or accept God, but I really think like, because th- we, we live in God's creation, like it's air, but my hand is moving through God's creation right yeah. now. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I really feel like what we're doing when we're praying is sending good vibes, like positive vibes, because mm-hmm. we're talking to God and we're speaking in a positive way and wanting him to move and lifting up. And we're specifically sending them talking about details, but sending them to some, sending them to someone like Brad Lakes. Mm-hmm. So, it, and they've done studies where, you know, just with plants, where if you talk to a plant, if you talk negative to negative, negatively to it, I can't speak today, negatively to a plant, it starts to show after time that it like deteriorates and it starts to die and has trouble and struggles. But yeah. if you speak positively, Positively. I cannot speak. Thank it's you. Okay. <laughs> Positively to it or sing to it or things like that, that it tends to thrive. Mm. So I feel like, you know, I think people who don't believe in God, they look at those things and think, you know, oh, it's just scientific or whatever. But mm. who created the world we live in? Who, who created, created science? science? God did. Right. So I think that I think we're literally by praying and lifting people up. Mm. We're sending good vibrations that way that God is saying, yeah. hey, you know, like this I, is amazing. And I'm going to I'm going to honor those. And yeah, yeah. I totally agree. <clears throat> I'm my mind is I like Beach Boys. I really like I can hear your wheels vibration. You know, little Mark Wahlberg in the background. Feel it, feel it. <laughs> oh, you went there. I was yeah. doing Beach Boys. No, Sorry. I was doing more of the yeah. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, so I'm older than you are, I guess. Yeah, only about a couple of years. No, you know what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, so I was just sorry, but I, I I completely agree, and I think that when God created us, He created us in His image, right? Yeah, and so He imprinted His nature on us, and, and of course, when when God speaks, things happen, right? Mm-hmm. When He spoke, creation yeah. came into existence, mm-hmm. and so it, it it is reason to believe that when we participate, and I think that also. Along those same lines, not only just speaking like good vibrations, good vibes, you know, yeah, I miss, <laughs> you got it now. Good, good, good. Yep. Feel it. <laughs> and so, but like not only the, well, like that actually, uh, but also when we pray, I think that there's something about praying out loud, mm-hmm. right? Like there's something there is, yeah. about uh, when we speak, like things just, it, it brings something out into creation, right? You know, it takes something that's internal. It takes something invisible like our thoughts mm-hmm. and puts it out there, right? And so just as much as God being invisible then speaks and then creation starts coming and he and he 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 brings goodness and he brings beauty and he brings blessing mm-hmm. through his words yeah. and through uh, through that. And so and I think that that is as being created in the image of God, I, I think that is absolutely uh, part of what we do. And I think that brings a like a side application is that just as much as you said the positive words that were said to the plants were thriving them, but then the negative words. Yeah. You know, were being so destructive to to the plants. And you know, and I think that that kind of strikes a 
dagger to the to my heart when it comes to yeah you know what i'm speaking over people that i love Mm -hmm. like my children or the people that i interact with um my family members things like that like yourself yeah oh yeah gosh yeah absolutely Jeez. yesterday (laughs) talking about being like real yesterday was like hell (laughs) me mentally Mm -hmm. it was awful it was so so bad like i think i was tired and weak is that a busy day the day before but like i was so i definitely think it was like spiritually i think my body was just out of whack with some stuff and it was like an inundation it was like i couldn't i couldn't make sense of situations i couldn't make simple decisions like for my kids i couldn't it was it was so paralyzing and when daniel got home i was just like i was just like shot i mean i was totally shot i was sitting in my little tent i have to sit in that like makes me sweat to try to like detox so sitting there watching america's funniest home videos to try to like make myself laugh (laughs) like sweating and he walks in i'm just i I didn't even like look at him and then i went up and (laughs) took a shower and i got in bed and i finally like let myself I started reading the chapter and then I was watching that video by Louis Giglio and it just like, it was like what I needed. I w- had been so angry throughout the day and I, and I had been, and I know that I just feel like Satan was like, had so many negative thoughts, so many, like mm-hmm. just a lot of darkness. And, and even though like we have Jesus in us, it's so crazy that like, we're not, it's not like we're just, we don't have those things around us or that we're subjected to those things mm-hmm. um and so I finally was able to just like listen to him I had been on like social media all day and I just was trying to like fill a void and it just my day just became really super just really ugly honestly and um but I like you were I just lost my train of thought lime brain we call it lime brain where's <laughs> <laughs> my train of thought like I lit- I just can't remember things what was I talking about uh, power of words. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 negativity. Yeah. yeah. So when I find, jeez, <laughs> you, yeah. I'm not gonna be invited yeah. back here. Again. <laughs> but just the you neg- get a window kind of into our, into yeah, our it is. <laughs> into it's our what was I talking about? I think this. I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> no, just the power of negativity. I tend to be a glass half empty realist mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that happens over time if you've dealt with like chronic things or just like consistent issues Mm -hmm. and it's hard to stay he is my glass half full positive keep (laughs) things in perspective sometimes I'll like rant rant to him and then he'll come in with like honestly like how I should be looking at the situation and one day I was like can you just stop being you like let me just (laughs) just vent for a second let me just be and that was very nice but he's very (laughs) very forgiving and very very gracious um but yeah the power of words and stuff like I, I hear that a lot but I'm really wanting to shift my mind towards positivity towards um not woe is me not like I don't know I I think it's okay to see those things because I think if we ignore them and the difficulties around us I think sometimes that can be just as detrimental because we're not noticing triggers we're not noticing difficult things and we're kind of like la 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 everything's fine so I think that extreme's not good but I think the other extreme of noticing everything and like being yeah. hypersensitive to everything I don't think that's healthy either um and mm. so I think I don't really have an answer for it but I just kind of my evaluation I think and that I I think you make a really great point about not only what we speak but what we allow to be spoken to us and over us mm-hmm. right like who influences us right and um and I think we live in a culture right now where we have a lot of competing voices who, who wants to tell us who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to recognize the true voices from the false voices. And, uh, and I think we live in an age where we're so connected. Hi, Facebook land. Um, <laughs> but um, that's, Spencer a joke, has joined that, us, that's a way. joke from earlier, Spencer. So if you missed that, rewind um, <laughs> whenever you get the video. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. Aw, thanks, Spencer. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer just said something really nice to Lainey. He did. Read the comments. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> the word. Positive words. That's positive. right. Positive. Um, that but, made me feel good. But yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> what we have that influences us, like, and where, like, the voices are. And, uh, and I'm kind of, like, not grasping a little bit here, I think, but, like, I see at the very end of this chapter where, like, Isaac is 
I guess would be depressed. You know, I mean, his yeah. his mother is grief. dead. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. grief he's got going on right now, and I think it's it's teetering on the dangerous, and that's why I think the sense of urgency that we get all in this chapter of like the servant being like, "Hey, we need to like have a party for ten days before we see you off," and the servant's like, "No, like." We need. I need to go now. Like we we need to take Rebecca now. Like mm-hmm. there there seems to be something else like beneath this chapter that's not really being spoken. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end, you see that he's a that she becomes a very special comfort uh, for for Isaac and his grief. Which can I say something to that too? Please, yeah, absolutely. When we when we got married, there was a part of me that didn't feel like I was allowed to let Daniel. Um, like be something for me. Like if I let him be. You know, because a lot we we hear like you're my everything, you're my world, and and I for some reason I just couldn't jive with that, and I, um, but what I did was like, you're you, I'm me. If I need you, I'll come to you. Um, but I couldn't let him like be my comfort. I'm like Jesus is my comfort. Jesus is my everything. And you and I had a really honest conversation one day where I when I opened up about that because it had really been hindering us. Um, and it's not perfect to this day, but it, it's definitely improved. But you reminded me about that. You are Christ to me. Hmm. You are that to me. And I think that that was what Rebecca and Isaac were to each other, that as spouses, you're allowed to bring comfort to the other person. You're allowed to bring stability. Like hmm. when I've had a hard day and Daniel walks through the door, there's instant stability for me that I didn't have throughout the day. Yeah. And I think that that's the beauty of marriage. And I cut that off for a long time and I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't get a perfect all the time, but if you're in a place where like, you're not letting your spouse be that for you, you're not letting your, your husband be Christ for you. Us women, we, I know women is like <clears throat> women pride and, and I'm not getting, that's a big conversation, but like, I think sometimes we really struggle with humility as women mm. and we have, a lot of women have crawled up to have their rights and their say and equal gender, you know, gender equality and all these things. And not that those are wrong, but I think we've also teetered on like, we don't need men. We don't, you know, we're strong enough. We can do all these. Well, that's to me, that's not how the Lord like structured it. I'm Mm -hmm. not weak. Daniel's my equal. Like we're super, we're equal, but there's things that the Lord wants to do through Daniel for himself and myself as an example of, of Christ and his bride, that if I keep that pride up and I say, well, I don't need that because, you know, woman power, then I'm squelching something the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. And mm-hmm. I'm squelching the example that God is wanting to reveal through marriage. Um, so that just really caught me last night when I was reading mm-hmm. that for, for yeah. marriages. <clears throat> and and I think that the humility aspect of it is really hard uh, because we we want to act like we've got it all together. Uh, we, we want to, to think that we can take care of it. And, and as from a, from a man's perspective, and this is not to overgeneralize, but, um, we want to fix things. You know, when we see things that are broken, we want to try to fix things. Right. And there's something, there's some sort of like brokenness in that, and that we take a lot of pride in that. And I remember early on. Uh, when when we were having issues because we were just kind of learning what was all the stuff that was happening with you and your health and, and our first year of marriage was really challenging. It was ugly. Um, and that we want to just kind of yeah, like just like Kyle just said right now, just just fix it. Mm-hmm. And and so I would just try to fix the situation. I'd be like, all right, let's assess it. What's going on? You're having this. Let's go ahead and take care of this. Right. Right. And and I think like not. Uh, allowing understanding and being present in there because I think that what what there's a beauty in marriage in that God has created us uh, as it to be complementary, right? You know, I mean, like even the way that the bride of Christ, you know, the church is presented to Jesus and how there's that complementary relationship and how, um, and so uh, when when we begin to kind of work through our own insecurities and and humble ourselves and open ourselves up. Uh, to our spouses and that can be a challenge because that doesn't always come like you don't come into a marriage like with everything together you know you bring baggage mm-hmm. in a lot of times and, and so just kind of sifting through that is it can be such a challenge but um, I think that in that I think that we've tried our best to kind of work from a from a stance of, of humility and understanding knowing that like um, that I I'm not there to fix Laney, 
that's not my job. And if, and if anything, if I found myself that like, if I do try to do something like that, I end up blocking Jesus who's trying to do a work in her because I'm getting in his way kind mm-hmm. of thing. And instead I want to become more of a partnering with Jesus as we grow closer together. And, and the same thing with Lainey for me, like there's issues that like I have. And as we partner together with Jesus being the catalyst of the one, the agent that's actually doing all of the transformation and the fixing, we're just there to, to almost be that special comfort, to be that, that walking alongside through the situation so that we get to the destination of mm-hmm. hopefully becoming more and more like, like Jesus and not trying to, uh, be Jesus to Laney in that situation because that savior complex uh, ended up being unhealthy for me because that's not my role, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and that's not that's not the that's not who I'm supposed to be in that situation. And, and so, uh, it's been a process for for us just kind of learning and kind of going through that because uh, we both brought insecurities and our own kind of complexes into into the relationship and. Mm-hmm. and God's been gracious, you know, yeah. in the process of teaching us that. Well, it's super powerful talking about words of affirmation, um, positive words, things like that. Like Daniel is really great at speaking truth over me when I can't see it. Or we'll be in a conversation and he's processing something um, and I can feel the Holy Spirit lifting something in me to speak to him mm-hmm. and, and he'll say, gosh, I really, really needed that. And yeah. so there's definitely a depend. And I know, I mean, I know Nicole's not here, but you guys, we look up to your guys' marriage. You guys have a phenomenal mm-hmm. marriage and, um, <laughs> we're only five years into this. You guys are 10, 13. Well, no, uh, you've been together. We've been together for 21 years. 21 years, but you've yeah. been married for uh, we got married in oh, 2005. 14 spot. years, yeah. 14. 14, yeah. So, I mean, we're yeah. babies. Like, we're giving a quote-unquote advice here, but, like, we no. know we're, like, no, you gotta way share your at the beginning yeah. of this. So, my gosh, we're we're speaking to ourselves. But I think through experience, um, you know, com- um, just speaking truth over each other is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I think in this discerning the right voice <clears throat> is really important, too. Sure. Yeah. Because I think that... Um, speaking truth is one, but also like, you know, where's that truth originating from? You know, I mean, is it, is it something that like where we were running into issues is that I thought I was speaking truth to Lainey, but really it was welling out of my own insecurities and my own issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just this really discerning the, the, the right voice, you know, of what's going on, because we talked about it earlier, there's yeah. so many competing voices, there's so many competing voices about our identity. And <laughs> this past Sunday, uh, Pastor Phil's talking about the influential parent and, and the power that the parent has to influence uh, the just the trajectory of their children, uh, that there is this kind of um, nature-nurture kind of bridge where it's like they, they're born with genes, but they're also cultivated by their parents. And so um, just... Sorry, I just had lime brain. Um, <laughs> what was I going? Where, where, where was it going with that? That's my I thing, bro. Know, I know. That's I'm, mine. I'm, I'm taking your thing. My bad. My bad. Uh, but no. But I mean, just that the 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 like, who is influencing you? Who is the one that's speaking into your life? Who is the one that is, um, that is that is that voice of truth? Uh, yeah. Because there is, there's so many competing voices, man, and and social media is such a blessing in so many ways. But man, it can be, oh my goodness, it can be the thing that that really blocks what yeah. God yeah. is, uh, how He's trying to speak to you, and the identity He's trying to speak into you. And and so, um, maybe for some people, if there's this kind of like, I don't know where I'm I'm landing in all of this. Uh, maybe something to do uh, this upcoming week is to really evaluate the voices around where where it's coming from and where you're being spoken to, and and then use that maybe as an opportunity to, sp- to add specific prayers to God because just like Jim said earlier, it's it adds intimacy. It adds intimacy, an intimate conversation with your Father, which He wants. Yeah. He wants that above all else because He wants to speak so much of identity and love into you. Uh, but if it's just kind of this general Facebook conversation that you're having with God, um, then, you know, then you you miss out, you miss out on that intimate conversation. Yeah. 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 I I think one, one good thing to help people understand is there's hearing and there's listening. It's Mm because there's a million voices out there that you're going to hear, like you just are, but you have to choose and discern like what you guys are saying. You have to choose and discern who you actually listen to, what you take in, what you value. There's a lot. Um, I've been a part of a few things that 
people are very critical of and you can get online and read things about yourself and Mm -hmm. you just have to learn like you have to have a thick skin and learn okay that's not true or that's not real they don't know what they're talking about and you have to discern what is true and what isn't and take those things in um, and process so um, let me let me close us out Um, we're going to go ahead and finish up here for the day and uh, let me close us out in prayer and then we'll finish up Um, Heavenly Father uh, thank you for being who you are Thank you for being a loving God who um, values relationship. Thank you for making that something in our lives that is is of so much importance and um, is such a beautiful thing. It can be an ugly thing too, God, but, but when it's done with you in the midst of it, God, it's a beautiful thing, and we thank you for that. We ask you moving forward that you continue to give us um, the discernment, um, that you continue to put your hand on our shoulder and guide us into the places that we're supposed to be uh, taken to, God. We just ask you to um, to help us figure out who it is, who we are supposed to be listening to, um, with you being the chief voice that we need to listen to in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, just uh, help us to remember to put our trust in you, have faith in you, um, to pray to you with detail, um, to ask you the things that we need to, to tell you the things that we need to, and on top of praying, just to be in relationship with you, God, to take time to spend time in worship with you, in relationship with you, intimate time, um, so that we're operating out of a space of overfill or overflow in our lives, God, um, and letting your light shine on the world through us. Um, and we can only do that if we're if we're listening to the right voices and we're connected in the right ways, God. So just guide us to those places. Um, but we thank you for the opportunity to have these conversations. We thank you for the opportunity to be here and have this podcast and put these things out um, and have people be a part of the conversation, God. It's such a blessing. It's so amazing to be a part of, of a community of people who believe in you, who are family members, and who really care about each other. We thank you for answering the prayers for Brad Lakes, and we know that you will continue to answer the prayers for so many other people um, that need it in their lives. Um, So, God, we will just continue to pray to you, to speak to you, to value you, to love you, and to lift you up. So we do that now, and in your name we pray and say amen. 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 Awesome. All right, you guys. um, That's going to wrap us up for another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Daniel, thank you as always. Lainey, thank you very much for making time to be able to be here with us today. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm a a fan of you joining us, just so you know. Thanks. I think you're biased. (laughs) We should hang out sometime. We should. You guys, uh, there seems to be a a little bit of chemistry there. You guys might hit it off. Yeah, I'll make sure (laughs) I get you a water jug. Yeah, bring the water jug. Seriously. Bring your dog. Yeah, bring that. We don't have have any pets, so I don't know what we're going to do with that one. We'll have to figure that one out. (laughs) So um, to all of you who watched and who... um, interacted today um sarah mcgrath williams spencer robinette kyle Schaus, ashley cherry holmes and so many others and that salmon so many people that joined today god we thank you so much for uh yep. for your interest in what we're doing here and for you guys being a part of the conversation so um until we talk to you next week for our next episode of the weekly impact podcast just go out there let jesus's light shine through you to each other and we'll talk to you next week bye guys <laughs>